0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 365, from February 20th, 1997, with guests Mike Joyce and Andy Wark from The Smiths. Well, of course, no Morrissey. Adam and Drew open the show discussing how overwhelmed Dr. Drew is due to his schedule, and discuss his need to stay frosty with his medical career. He does a great job of explaining how practice makes perfect when you're practicing medicine, and Adam tells him he should have just gotten into dentistry. This foreshadows his myriad of dental work coming up, mostly in 1998, including an episode that has an over 25-minute-long rant, about the post put into his jaw. Adam tells Dr. Drew that he's just being obsessive and compulsive, and Andrew Mike uses some out of context. Dr. Drew drops to lighten up the mood. Adam brings it down, gets heavy, and asks Dr. Drew if he does not like himself. Drew has a funny reaction to this. Caller Delfina uses the F word and gets bleeped. Adam and Drew debate letting her stay on air, then take pity on her. Delfina's calling about hearing her parents having sex and they peel her onion a bit. Mike and Andy are in town promoting a Smith's convention and Adam shares his love for the band, the Wild Colonials, and describes them as a lot of fun and real good people. Again, another one of those lost episodes, most likely from January or February of 97. A partial fan recording of this episode has existed in the archive for some time, but now we finally have an. Official copy in full, confirming the date. This is the closest you will get to a Smith's reunion during the Adam Crowell era. And as per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1 800 LOVE 191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One, there as well, and Podcast One.com, the Life Affair Podcast. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a Podcast One.com production.
1: <sighs> One, two. Three, four, eight. Welcome to Love Line, with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
2: Would you sleep with sick women?
3: I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank
0: the unruly butts. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna write you till you can't stand up. Come
3: on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your...
0: Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All
3: right, he's right. I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist not one of these uh effing radio love shrinks thank you he's a very serious man who's immersed in his work and let me tell you how immersed he is in his work he's so immersed in his work he doesn't have time for the show anymore
4: that's true god i've been overwhelmed this week
3: what's going on it's true it's busy sometimes oh, I mean, the deal is now I, I really look, listen it's not you, fun for me look no like, i hey, know it's not
4: fun for you it's I, not fun I, for anyone you around have you to understand that that i you have, need to relax i need to practice you understand i need to practice medicine too and right. occasionally that gets overwhelmingly busy. Yeah, and I know. So. But
3: Drew, here's what Drew says in every one of his interviews If I take a week off of medicine, I'm totally behind. I don't know anything anymore. The technology moves at uh, such a <laughs> rapid
4: pace these days that if you get yourself out of the fray, no, I, that's uh, it. Uh, you it's know, it's not even you, so much that it's 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 like being a it's being a plate twirler and and you know having a fine tuned skill and you back away from it for a while mm-hmm. you, you get behind it.
3: Right. All these other uh, TV and radio quacks seem to pull it off just fine.
4: Well, guess what? I, I feel differently. I really do. And if you if you're if you're practicing medicine, you just have to be available. And sometimes All it's right. overwhelming. Well,
3: I've talked about this before, but you know what? Yeah. You should have gotten to dentistry There's something You could have read a textbook from 1937 And you'd be completely up to date With today's technology There's a cavity You drill a hole You stuff some crap into it You uh, give the guy a sucker And charge him a bunch of money
4: Is the deal I'm I'm making you anxious? I've been so overwhelmed lately I'm upsetting you
3: Well it's like every night you roll in here Oy oh boy Oh I got no sleep I got to study I got a to lecture tomorrow Yeah
4: that disturbs you. I'm no, sorry. I was
3: thinking about you today, Drew. you got to learn to relax. I, I'm able to relax, but not when I'm working. And you talk about how society puts those uh, manic people up on pedestals. Obsessive-compulsive. Yes, yeah. you are being obsessive and compulsive, and uh, and it's got to end.
4: Slow down a little bit. Thank you. It's not so bad. Gee, it hurts when I urinate. I've got these lesions. Oh, I'll relax now. All right. Thank uh, you. Are you
3: scared if you relax, you'd go insane?
4: You don't like yourself, right?
3: No. No. <laughs> no.
4: You don't like yourself, no, do you? No. They, they probably used to be true, but that's not the case right All now. Right. It's, it's that I have a lot of responsibilities that I just don't feel right about completely relinquishing, it. sometimes they beef up.
3: All right. Well, um, you're getting paid yeah. to do a job here, so let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, here's what we're doing tonight. Uh, Mike Joyce and Andy Rourke are in here from the Smiths. Now, the Smiths broke up uh, 10 years ago, and Mike and Andy are in town. That would be Los Angeles, because they're having a uh, Smiths convention. And that's uh, Sunday, 2 to 11 p.m., and it's over at Hot Rocks, and uh, we'll give you all the details about it. But they're going to be there signing autographs, and they're uh, auctioning off uh, like um, one of Morrissey's boogers. and They have all sorts of stuff and all sorts of memorabilia, and uh, so all the Cray Smith fans can go out and uh, check that out. But they'll be in here in just a few minutes, and we'll get into that with them. All right, you ready to go, Drew? Yep, let's go. Put all the outside reading material under the desk. Let's do the show. I'm
4: organizing, pal.
3: Delphina. Hello? You're 13. Yeah. What's your question?
5: Okay, the other night I was, like, passing by my parents' room. Uh
3: Uh-oh.
5: And I heard them. They were, like, um, it sounded like they were having sex. But the thing is, my dad's 71. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. How old is your mom?
5: She's 46. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm just, like, freaked. I'm, like, what?
4: there you know all right uh delphina mm. yeah. i'm hanging up on you no 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 don't 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 because this is actually uh, uh, she used the f word no no no, but look this is a this is actually a pretty traumatic thing for young kids i don't care you're I, on the f and radio you
3: can't just use the f word all right, all right. i can't no oh. i didn't know that that's interesting what the hell kind of planet are people being I'm, I'm, i know people are just being shipped
4: from other planets
3: you didn't know you couldn't use the f word on the radio
4: all right. All right. All right. all right, all right, all right, all right. Now look, it, it, thank God she's thirteen and not like ten or eleven because it can be a lot more problematic. Yeah, than it's t- no big deal y- at y- thirteen. Y- it's a big deal, but you have to begin to cope with the fact that your parents are not these idealized humans that you these uh, godlike figures that you suspect them to be or uh, anticipate uh, insist they be, and that they're humans and they are married and they have sexual relations and that's the way it is. But he's
6: old. But
7: oh, what do you care? God
4: bless him. You know, if he's he's virile and healthy and able to do that, that's wonderful. It's just tough to think of your parents that way, that's all. Okay. Delfina. What?
3: What's up with you? I don't know. Huh? I don't
5: know. I just.
3: Your, your dad had you in his late 60s? No, he was... His late 50s? Yeah. And, uh, who is this, uh, woman you call mom? She's my mom. Uh huh. And how long have they been married? They've
5: been married like 22
3: years. Oh, Okay. 20. And do you have like a like a sister who's sixty uh, four? No. No. Well,
5: actually, I have a half brother.
3: How old is he? He's thirty five. He's a
5: year older
3: than my mom. Oh, that's a little weird.
5: I know. Like I tell everyone, and they freak out. Well, your
3: dad's a virile guy. Is he healthy? Does he uh, play sports? Is he active? Yeah. All right. He's an active guy. He's also active in the sack. You're worried he's going to have an aneurysm while he's having sex, or is it an emotional thing?
4: Right. A little bit of both for her.
3: little both? But
4: I'll tell you what. It's uh, a good sign. It's a good sign. It really it's is. It's a little bit intrusive into your world that they would put you in the position of being exposed mm-hmm. to this. They but, close the you know, door, right? All
3: right, all right? It's their house. They close the door. They had sex. All right. All right. One day, God willing, you'll be getting it on when uh, you're covered with wrinkles, and uh, you'll be destroying the mind of your young 13-year-old child who happens by the door. Okay. All right, Delphine. You'll be fine. Okay. All right. And he will be, too. Yeah. Everything else good?
5: Um, well, yeah, pretty
3: much. I'm getting a vibe off of yeah. her. Yeah, well, she's angry and a little depressed, but what, 13-year-old isn't? All right. No uh, incest, uh, rape, physical abuse, alcoholism, anything like that? Well,
5: like, I, I, I'm kind of like, I kind of do acid sometimes,
4: but... Okay, kind of don't do that, that especially at your age. It is, it is absolutely categorically destructive to your brain. Do you understand that?
3: And you are a person who thinks uh, saying the F word over the radio is fine, so you need all the brain you can salvage at this point, Delfina, please. Okay. Come on. You'll you'll screw yourself later. Don't do the acid. Okay. All right? Wait till you're older. (laughs) Well, seriously.
4: It's certainly not as damaging then, but it is quite... A, a concern.
3: Oh, I can't imagine what I'd be like walking around today if I did acid when I was 13. Oh. I mean, forget about the physiological stuff or the chemical stuff. I It would just be the biggest mine F ever. I wouldn't know <laughs> if I'd done
4: major damage or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be blaming everything on that.
3: Yeah, as it is, you know, sometimes I'm driving around and I'm thinking about too much football and too much boxing and too much head trauma. In my life. Yeah. And I'm wondering... She's wondering what the hell I did to myself. Maybe that's it. Oh, shut up, Drew. Maybe that's it. John, 19. Hello? Hey. I like that explanation. Thank (laughs) you. Hey. Helps me me cope. Well, it's better than getting, like, whacked on the head with a rake. At least it's a manly sport. John. Hi. What's going on?
4: Uh,
7: My question is that uh, my girlfriend is pretty late with her period. She's, like, uh, three or four weeks late or something like that. And uh, I think about... Weeks ago, or something like that. Um, she actually she had it, and then it stopped. And then uh, so and, and she's
4: not late. And she had it.
7: Well, no, she didn't. She didn't have it. It, it was kind of like uh, spotting, or I guess whatever they call it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It just
7: came and then it went away real fast.
3: Right, but that and, uh, that might have been her period. Oh well, he's going to get to the part where they had unprotected sex. Go uh, ahead, John.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, why well, I heard that that kind of stuff happens to like that happens to you if you're pregnant. No. Can't.
3: Right. You can
4: have you can have spotting when you're pregnant. But did but you have? It unprot- doesn't
7: only happen to people that are pregnant. Did though? you have
4: unprotected sex?
7: If you have unprotected sex. Did you have unprotected Ugh. sex? Oh, uh, yeah.
4: Okay, so there's a risk of pregnancy here. So certainly it is a a viable concern. What are you What are you doing? Are you pulling out?
7: Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, like, um, before after she had her last one, we we
3: only
8: had oh.
7: like.
3: Her last one, or her last period. Her last period, right. Oh, okay.
7: But she was finished with that. You thought you made her last you know, pregnancy?
3: Oh, I was about to kill John, but go ahead.
7: <laughs> no, um, yeah, we only had it like, uh, I think, like one time, and the thing is, I wasn't really close at all before I pulled out. There,
4: there is plenty of pre ejaculate, low to a sperm that you put out. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me tell you. Some guys put out a lot of it. And let me tell you something.
3: Uh, This is not—it's not—it's not not an exact science. This uh, pullout. I mean, it's not as if you're running for the elevator, the doors closing. You know how many steps it's going to take to get in. You slide in, and the thing closes behind you. It is uh, more like uh, there's uh, oatmeal coming in from the sides. You're basically diving in. You're going to get some on your shoe. You're going to get some in your hair. It is not an exact science. Most guys have the uh, pre seminal fluid or whatever. There's a lot of leaking and, and um, dripping going on. What's going on, Drew? I
4: don't, well, I don't know. What,
3: there's a weird sound in here. What's is going on with my mic? We it keeps turning it on and off. Oh, okay. Well, because it's screwing up somehow. All right,
4: but listen. Um, it- and plus. By
3: the time you, you know, let me tell you, usually you usually fire off a, you know, a tracer bullet before the before the real lead starts coming out anyway. I mean, uh, you don't necessarily feel the first one.
4: Know what I'm saying? That's true. I'll tell you what. Women can have irregular periods for many reasons. This may be just normal for her to have irregular periods. Just the concern that she is pregnant is sufficient to make somebody skip or be late. But... You've got a situation here where there's a reasonable probability of pregnancy. It's been more than two weeks since you were had the contact. Get a home pregnancy test. Find out if she's pregnant. Yes, just because somebody has some bleeding along the way doesn't mean that was the period. It could have been the period, but it also could have been first trimester bleeding of a pregnancy.
3: All right. And uh, this, let me put this reminder out to the kiddies. We have uh, Veruca Salt in here next week. Squirrel nut zippers, guys I like very much, and uh, Pavement will be in here. And also, uh, tonight, later, we have uh, What's Left of the Smiths
4: and let me put coming her, in, Mike and Andy. If you do have unprotected sex and there's any possibility of pregnancy, there is always the morning after pill. Thank you very much.
3: Right. The uh, best kept secret in Hollywood this uh, morning post contraceptive. Oh.
4: You can take oh. overall, low overall, the morning after, up to 48 hours after, really, oh. and decrease the risk of pregnancy by about 70 to 80%. This
3: uh, information with this number should be on everyone's uh, phone right above 911. Or the fire department or whatever those stupid stickers are. Steve, 30, you're on Loveline.
4: Hey,
7: Adam. How are you doing? Good. i got a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Dr. Drew, um, any relationship between diet and herpes outbreak? Uh,
4: well...
0: I,
3: I know sure. Drew's answer. Drew's answer is no, because um,
4: doctors aren't really into diet. I, I'm not sure. And, and by the way, uh, as far as... They're that, into medicine. Uh, you know what I'm into, though, and and, uh, and I don't know why this is more talked about, is Exercise. Really? exercise is so much more important than diet and for everything. Right. If I, I take care of leagues of elderly people, and the ones that stay well and feel well the longest are the ones that exercise independent of diet. Okay. That. It's, it's, then it's less, no tobacco, no alcohol, that sort of thing. All right. What... But here's the deal. Uh, almost anything can, can precipitate herpes in some individuals. Uh, almost any change in your normal patterns, any stress, any change in the soap you use, potentially changes in diet. People have advocated lysine, things like that. It's not a st- wrong issue in when somebody gets herpes outbreaks, but some people are more sensitive to all sorts of input.
3: All right, I, uh, I have a list around here somewhere. Uh, I'll say it later. I had this uh, great idea on the show, whenever it was, Drew, where I was talking about putting sterilization properties in certain foods, such as Mountain Dew, <laughs> in order to keep the uh, undesirables uh, weeded out of uh, the population. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like putting down a certain kind of poison that uh, only only uh, certain vermin eat.
9: Mm-hmm.
3: It reduces the population of that uh, vermin. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had a list. I did a little bit uh, earlier this morning, but uh, I have the list around here somewhere. I'll see if I can't dig that up. It's not only uh, it's not only the Mountain Dew, but the Clamato and the Sunny Delight and uh, <laughs> Clamato. Where,
4: where have we been with that lately?
3: I uh, Miss Clamato, a beef motto as well. All right, Steve, you're fine. All right. Yes. Well, you
4: know? well, what is oh, what is know. your deal? I'm
3: just curious. You, do you have herpes? Happy's? Yeah. Cor- of course he does. Let me tell you something well, about this well, too. Well, by well, the way, well, what will
4: affect your herpes outbreaks is antiviral medication. If you need, if you're having frequent outbreaks or in, having severe outbreaks, there are very effective antiviral drugs out there.
3: All right. All right. All right. Uh, how's Liz Taylor's noggin doing?
4: I haven't heard. I know she was preparing for surgery.
3: Yes. Why? She got it today. Oh, did she? I don't yes. Know which meant she'd have to take her wig off, or I guess they just work around it. I don't know. This Liz Taylor, I can't believe she wasn't put in the ground 20 years ago. I have never... uh, Evil Knievel hasn't been to the hospital as many times as Liz Taylor. What is up with this woman? Um, I believe there's an emotional property here, Drew, a very, very strong emotional side to this whole thing.
4: Well, I mean, she's talked about her addictive diseases.
3: Yeah, but I mean, this woman has had, you know, she's had three hip surgeries. (laughs) I don't even know how that happens. I thought you only had two last I checked.
4: Sometimes when people are prone to addiction, they tend to go for surgery because they get opiates.
3: It's a weird attention thing. Oh, and everybody, oh, boy, we hope she's going to be fine. And I say to everybody, what the hell are you so into Liz Taylor for? I mean, BFD, the the, the woman made a couple of movies 20 years ago. Well, and um, like, she
4: was an icon for a long time. But generation. here's their answer. Come on.
3: Here's the answer. Gay guys love Liz Taylor. And their answer is always the same. I always say to them, what do you care about Liz Taylor? Seriously. Basically, she's got a, she's got a dog that lives better than you do. She... Uh, Somehow, she spends her entire life re- reclining, yet has to go to the hospital every other week with an injury. What do you care about this woman for? And they go, she was so beautiful when she was young. And <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's it. All right, well, I thought it was something stupid. I see. She was attractive. Well, there you go. Yeah, Shelley Winters was quite a looker in her prime. No one gives a rat's ass about her now.
4: She's a great lady, though. Who? Shelly Winters.
3: She is, yeah. Saw <laughs> up a signed adventure now. last. Oh? Up a adventure last night actually, and there oh, yeah. was uh, there was shelling all our Glory, Erica, nineteen. Hi. Hey.
10: Hi, I was just calling. Um, actually, I had two questions. I had one for you and one for Doctor Drew. Go ahead. But um, I, my boyfriend is seventeen, and I'm nineteen, and I don't want to have intercourse with him because of the statutory rape thing.
4: What state are you calling from?
10: Uh, California.
4: Yeah. That would not be stashed statutory rate in California. No. And besides, they
3: never convict women for having sex with guys unless they're teachers. And then well, they try I to get them to kill their
4: husband.
10: I d- thought his mom would look at me as like an old slut or something. And
4: his, his Mom may have issues with you being <laughs> so much older than the son, but but as I understand. Wait I'm a saying, minute. This it, so much older. She's well, older, two years. Older. She could, but, it could be well, 18 months or something all right, for all and, we know. You, you, no, what,
10: I'll be 20 before he'll be 18. Yeah.
4: Put it this way. He is a senior in high school. She's a sophomore no, no, in college.
10: He's, he's a sophomore in college. Oh, he is. Yeah, actually, he called your show about three weeks ago. Yeah. And um, it's the reason why I was calling was basically because I didn't want to have sex with him because he wasn't 18 yet, and we've oh. had oral sex before, but I don't want oh. to go down on him anymore. Oh. And so. He
3: you started... cannot take that away from a 17-year-old guy. <laughs> that is like trying to uh, wrestle a, a rawhide chew away from well, a pit bull.
10: Really bad because like. Oh, that is
3: torture. You I should feel, tor- feel
10: bad. <laughs> I feel horrible because, like, I still let him. I still let him do it to me because <laughs> he's really good at it. And yes. Like, he called your show, and and now he keeps saying, "I don't." He asked me to. He told me to call you and ask what this means. But what does "Mach Schmal" mean?
3: All right, that is a German word meaning like
4: "hurry up" or something. Oh, okay. Get to it. Hey, but listen, Erica, th- in California, if you are over sixteen. You can have somebody within three years of your age, and it not be statutory rape.
3: Plus, I don't care what age you are. If you give oral pleasure to a seventeen-year-old and then cut him off, you can be sued in any <laughs> state of the union. This is—he—he uh, he could really kill you, and there wouldn't be a court in the land that would convict America. Do you understand really? that? And yeah. the only reason he's going down on you is because he thinks he's going to get a little something in return.
10: Well, yeah, and like Doctor <sighs> yes. Drew had told him. That oh, he, you're he, evil. Doctor Drew thought you thought that he um, was making a fake call because because he said that he had a really long tongue, and that's the truth. I always I call him Gene Simmons because he has a really long tongue. All right.
4: Really? Yeah. So yeah. And all right. you're
10: making fun of him, and you called him Gecko Man, and now he's all mad and won't listen to your show. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm sure Adam is really heartbroken over that.
3: Yes, yeah, so tell him to kiss my ass with that <laughs> tongue. Tell him to go catch me a fly with that thing.
4: <laughs> so what, what is the deal? What can we do to help you?
10: The other question I had was...
3: Hey, uh, listen, you tell that little SOB that I, <laughs> that I yelled at you for not going back down on him. Okay. All yeah. right.
10: My other question I had was that um, last July I had a really violent miscarriage with an ex-boyfriend of mine, okay. and ever since then every time I have my period it's really painful, like where uh, I can't even get out of bed, yeah. and I and I vomit a lot, and yes. I have really bad headaches. Ugh. I get like really bad depression. You, where I'm just almost, s- I just wondered if there's like a medication or something.
4: Yeah, the pill.
10: The pill. Yes. Well, when I got pregnant in the first place, I was
9: on the pill.
4: I understand that, but the pill would help. I. I suspect you have endometriosis now as part of all endometriosis? this. Endometriosis. Yeah, you got it. You got to talk to a gynecologist. You okay. really do. This is uh, there's a lot of things here that could be going on, but that's the most likely thing, and that's something that can be treated. And you shouldn't you shouldn't just assume you have to suffer through that misery. It's treatable.
3: And I'm guessing the violent miscarriage with the old boyfriend has flavored the uh, sexual conduct in this next relationship just a little bit. Sure. Why not? Because a lot of you know she said well i don't I don't want to violate the law I'm nineteen he's seventeen and yeah. we both kind of went well oh, this is a first yeah. and then uh you know two minutes later I had a violent miscarriage some months back right. and you go oh by the way oh by the way yeah. and you go hmm I wonder if that factored in so you just when I'm about to give someone total credit for uh for being new and innovative and um uh, having uh the conviction of their morals Paul how you doing hey you're twenty
11: hey how you guys doing tonight yeah Um, Got a little bit of a problem. Um, My fiancé and I broke up back in November after being together for about three years. I guess it kind of boiled down to she wanted to get married uh, as soon as possible. All um, right. Whereas I wanted to put it off for a little bit, um, wait till we're both um, financially capable of supporting each other. Now, she didn't agree with this, and she broke up with me.
9: All right. Good.
11: Now, at the beginning... When we first broke up, I figured, no, oh, well, maybe it's for better because she's obviously not mature enough to deal with that kind of relationship. But now it's starting to hurt a little bit. And I just, you know, is that normal? Yes.
4: Yeah. How long ago was the breakup? Uh, November. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of
3: course. It's, and it's this a- is
4: your first love. Yeah. You have yeah. to grieve this. I mean, you have to. If you don't grieve it, it will come around as a depression at some point and really disturb you. And that may be what's starting to happen now. Yeah, But you've yeah, got to sure. feel the feelings of loss. You can't shy away from them. If you don't feel them now, you will. they will be delivered into you later. Do you, uh, <laughs> Paul, do you pleasure yourself to the <laughs> thought of her? <laughs>
11: <laughs> Why? No, not, not really, no, I don't. No, oh, you don't? No.
3: That's a very good sign. Um, He's out of the woods. You're not <laughs> whacking off in the woods. <laughs>
4: You're all right. You're out.
11: Yeah, she also, of course, she also had a problem with the fact that um, I wouldn't lose my virginity with her. Um, that, that also played a part in it. This is in, a I conflicted
4: think. relationship. You had all kinds of stuff going on. You had no, well, oh, no so business she, getting married.
3: She wanted to get married, but you didn't want to lose your virginity until after you got married, and you, you wanted to postpone marriage. Yeah. What is this, a religious thing?
11: <laughs> no, it's just um, kind of a personal guideline.
3: <laughs> really? Yeah. Let me explain something to you, Paul. Okay. You have a penis, do you not? <laughs> your virginity <laughs> is not squat. It's a liability. <laughs> do you understand? Uh, let me tell you what virginity is to a male.
4: Look, it's very cool that he wants uh, to maintain all it. Right. Don't, it's very cool, if you but want to know why to maintain it, listen to this show for an hour, and you'll see what kind of crap happens to people from getting involved with stuff before they're ready.
3: All right. Uh, there's some half-baked advice, but here's what I want to say. Virginity to the male is is like uh, you being in the desert, and um, someone gives you uh, a huge gold bar. It's just it's worth $10 million, and there it is. And you're in the desert. But you're in the middle of the desert. You'd gladly trade that gold bar for a Snapple. And you just tug it around on your back for everyone to see, and they just laugh at you as you you go deeper and deeper into the sand, and your mouth gets drier and drier. It's really, it's kind of cool. It sounds cool, but it really does a guy no good. It really doesn't. And unless it's some sort of retarded religious thing, I'd say lose it. All right? But it's best that you broke up with her because it would have never worked out. You got started when you were 16 or something. Are you kidding? All right, when we come back, We'll have Mike Joyce and Annie Rourke in here of the Smiths, and uh, they'll be talking a little about the Smiths and the uh, upcoming projects and the uh, 10th year um, breakup uh, memorabilia show and everything under the sun involving the Smiths and other things.
1: Meanwhile, as the faceless
0: evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace, across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come
6: on, chirpy, have some cheese. You love Cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese?
0: Love Line will be right back.
3: this Thursday on USA Network. I love my wife.
5: Is love enough to keep a relationship going?
3: What does love really mean? Can
5: I have sex with one person for the rest of my life?
1: This summer's most provocative new series. What if having it all isn't enough?
11: I just want to feel alive again. I want to feel appreciated. I want to experience more. What else is out there? Why can't
12: I tell him what is I want? Is there
1: something more? What does
12: love really mean? Am I the only mean?
1: one who feels like this?
12: Am I satisfied?
1: Satisfaction, a postmodern love story, premieres this Thursday at 10, 9 central on USA Network.
0: Hey, have you ever been screwed over in a sketchy business deal? Yes, indeed. Then you need to listen to Clark Howard, the nation's most effective consumer advocate. Hi, it's Clark
4: Howard. You can hear my ways for you to save big money. And you know that's my
0: mission, to help you save more, spend less, and help you avoid ripoffs. Every day, thousands of people get the inside scoop on how to get their money's worth every time they buy. And you can, too,
1: by checking out his podcast anytime, day or night at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com
5: hi i'm angela shark scott and we're the War colonials and you're listening to love line with adam Carolla
3: and dr drew and get a life Drunken Scotsman in here I love the Wild Colonials I don't know if you guys are uh, hip to that band or not But uh, good music and uh, real good people All right, uh, Mike Joyce and Annie Rourke are here from the Smiths And uh, they're here to talk, uh, amongst other things, about the uh, convention After all, it's been uh, ten years since the Smiths have broken up And uh, you guys are in town Uh, It's going to be on Sunday. It's going to be uh, 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. That's right. And uh, what's going to go on at this convention?
8: Well, (laughs) there's numerous things. Hold on a
3: second. Uh, Go on. See that big bulbous thing? (laughs) Yeah,
8: is that a microphone? Yes. You've used those before. Yeah. uh, yeah, There's so many things going on there. I mean, just looking at the thing here, it's uh, Elliot and Ray, the two guys that have organized this, have uh, have really put quite a good deal together. I mean, when I spoke to Elliot, first and he said about coming over and uh, I just thought well if it's just if we're just going to turn up and uh, and be there then that's not really enough we really need to you know make it worthwhile for people to come down and have a good time
3: right because there are uh, quite a few Smiths fans uh, I'm guessing especially uh, especially in this area but all over the Uh, world and uh, have you you guys haven't done anything like this before right
8: no well um, I went to uh, one in Manchester that was uh, It was at the Hacienda, and I turned up there, and it was just a riot, so uh, I didn't realize just how crazy it was going to be. So if, it's, if it was going to be done on this kind of level, it had to be done with uh, just more interesting things happening, really, than just you know somebody turning up and saying, yeah I, yeah, I was in the band. Right. I don't think that's, uh, that justifies people paying good money right. to come and see me.
3: And they're having, uh, speaking of you, they can win dinner.
8: With, yeah, uh, do, do you know what the Second prize is it's two nights with me and Andy.
3: <laughs> now, now let me let me tell you. I always I, I've never done anything like this, but I always picture it when they say go backstage, hang out with the band, go out to dinner with the band, you'll be touring They're with the band, the just, just like you're they've in the band.
8: Pay, they've got to pay for the dinner. That's, that's <laughs> you guys the, really going to be sitting the at the catch. same table and talking oh, to yeah, these people? Well, maybe not. Maybe we'll be sitting like on a couple of tables away, but you know, they, they could <laughs> shout and then we'll let we'll let on.
3: <laughs> also, uh you're going to be auctioning off uh, rare memorabilia. Yes. Now, well, what what kind of give us an example of a few things that you may be auctioning off on Sunday? Well,
8: I've brought over a, a snare drum that I played on the in the Smiths, mm-hmm. a track called The Boy With The Thorn in His Side. And uh, it's just sitting there gathering dust, really. Right. And I thought, well, you know, I mean, if somebody wants to have it, then go ahead, you know.
3: Now, how do you know where to st- Do you start the bidding at something like that? Well, that's like something that?
8: that we talked about today, because it's not really a money-making venture. Although, you know, I mean, I didn't come over here just, just for the fun of it. But it's not, the idea is not to, you know, set out a market stall. And just flog things, you know. That's that wasn't the idea. I just thought that if somebody, these are the kind of things that if I was when I when I used to kind of be a, a big fan of bands when I was a lot younger. Uh, I mean, just kind of getting like a, a jacket off him or a plectrum off him or a pair of sticks off, off whoever. Right, was quite a big deal to me. So the idea of owning, say, say like because one of my uh, big heroes is uh, Charlie Watts from the Stones. If I had one of his snare drums, I'd. I'd right, I'd be so chuffed, don't think you know. Well, I, you know, maybe not obviously not on the level of the Rolling right. Stones, but it, well, yeah. But a
3: big band, and if you're saying if you had Charlie Watts' snare drum, you would auction that off as well, right? Yeah, no, no, it, okay, not quite. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, let's talk Smith's uh, the history for a second, <laughs> if it's not too uh, painful for you guys. Uh, first off, uh, Morrissey, do you hate the guy's guts? You never no. want to talk to him again? No, no. Do you talk to him? Uh, yes. What kind of guy is he? Is he is the most he's, bizarre guy in the world? He's got
8: black hair, and he wears jeans, and he's, uh, he's just uh, a very funny, uh, clever, good songwriter. Oh, yes. Uh, as you might have heard, he's, he's just a good, blo- good, good person to be with. But let me ask you this. Is
3: the uh, people's impression of Morrissey is a uh strange quirky somewhat uh, reclusive uh, guy who's uh, you know at, abstains from sex and that's, that's all me
8: that's me that's that's you yeah
3: I'm, I'm that one you don't have sex no no all right we'll get you later tonight the moment. <laughs> but the point is 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 he is weird as that uh, on a personal level
8: uh no no I wouldn't say that. well i mean i don't know is that weird
3: well, he appears weird Does to he? to the outsiders. Yes.
8: Well, I mean, because I've known him since before the group started, I've I've probably had a, uh, quite an interesting insight into right. him. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's not a regular guy. He's not a regular bloke that you, you, you uh, that you meet on the street. He's quite eccentric. Right. Eccentric.
3: All right. That's a good word. That's when you're when you're weird, but you got a lot of money, you're eccentric. And uh, when you're weird and you're poor, you're just crazy.
9: That's that's how it works here in the States.
3: That's how it works. All right, let's take some calls. You guys can uh, jump in and help us out with some of these. And uh, we'll be talking about the solo projects of uh, Andy's and all sorts of other stuff as we uh, move forward here.
4: Uh, Cindy. Cindy? She's on the phone. Listen. Cindy. She's on like the other phone
3: or yeah. the other line? You could just yeah. about
8: here on the extension. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, that's this sad. I'm not laughing in the money run out. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Jason, 20, you're on Loveline.
13: Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment uh, about a call that you had a little bit ago. You said uh, the relationship wouldn't have worked anyway because he was 16 when they started. That's but, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm 16. No, I was 16 when we got uh, together. I'm 20 and my wife's 21. We have three beautiful girls. Three.
3: Oh, Oh, it's doomed.
4: (laughs) Doomed, do you tell me?
3: Four
8: against one. It's not fair. <laughs> completely
4: happy, <laughs> uh, Jason. We're just playing the odds that uh, you know. The
13: oh, I I understand and that, and half the time I agree with half the stuff you say saying. <laughs> <Half> <laughs>
4: All right, that's only stuff, that's only a quarter, time. you moron. But listen, uh, it's it's not that people can't be happy or can't have successful marriages at a young age. It's just the odds are against you when you do right. that. And you know, you're 20. You're still you're still very young. At 35, this may look entirely different to you. We're we're talking about relationships that really do successfully last a lifetime that's what we want to see
3: how do you have three kids by the age of 20
13: (laughs) they're one two and three years old
3: Wow! Ah. you got a job jason
13: yeah i'm about to open my own business
3: oh good luck what what do you do like a left-handed store or something (laughs) that's going to fail miserably
13: Uh, no i install stereos
3: all right all right you'll make a killing well, thanks a lot. All right, stop having kids, though. I'm done. That's quite enough. <laughs> All right, good luck, Jason. Uh, you guys married? Uh, any children? Yes. 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 Two. Two children. Yes. All right. I Th- thought two you meant two wives for a second. And I've got two as well. All right. And, I'm and everyone's happy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know your children? Um, yeah. Oh, it's quite quite a novelty here on these Love guys, Line.
4: These guys are on a rock band. They're imposters.
3: Yeah. (laughs) What happened to the rock band? We thought we were going to have a band in here tonight. That's better. Yes, please, try to vomit on Dr. Drew before the night's out. Again. (laughs) Christina. Hi. Hey, you're 18. You're on the love line with this Smiths.
5: Yeah, um, okay, here's my story. I've been dating this guy for eight months now, and, uh, we're really, totally... Speak up,
4: Christina, I can barely hear you.
5: Okay, um... Yeah, we're really serious about each other and everything, but he's got got—he's got a problem. He's got, like, a little man syndrome, and um, I, I, I don't know. He can be kind of...
3: Is he little or is his little man little?
4: Both. Both? Both.
5: It's, oh. It doesn't bug me at all, and I try to... Well, I used to try to tell him, and I, I figured out now, just bringing it up makes him feel bad, but...
4: How does this manifest?
5: How, how, how does
4: this syndrome manifest? What are you observing?
5: Well... It's like he's into manly sports, but he's really feminine. And when he's around his guys, his guy friends that are all bigger than him, he just talks big, and it's really kind of annoying. And and sometimes he's even mean towards me.
3: All right, let, how tall is this guy? Uh,
5: five,
8: eight. That that's a, not small. That's short. Well, okay. <laughs> stuck not sure. Mike, how tall are you? Five ten. Like,
4: and, by the way, a lot of guys do that sort of thing. Get him some high They, they, they do. Yeah. They, they're embarrassed at their feminine side. Around their male cohorts, they hide it and defend against it and uh, overcompensate. Exactly. You know, but, the, but that's nothing to do with him feeling small. That's just yeah. what guys do with it. I it?
3: have no feminine side because I have too much hair on the front and the back side to actually have a feminine side. But,
5: but he's... He, we should be more intimate right now, by now, right? I mean, he should be more caring and... but he. He, he acts kind of mean towards me at times he'll talk down to me in front
4: of his friends he'll comment al- always in front of the friends though right
5: uh, yeah
4: sometimes- this
3: is a bravado thing that a lot of guys have especially when they're uh, 18 19 years old they're trying to be cool with the uh, the blokes yeah old man. Yeah. and uh, they put on a different uh, they put on a different you ever see that movie Grease, Christina? All right, now remember that in that movie John Travolta, he was all in love with Sandy, and then he got around all his buddies in the uh, T-Bird gang or whatever that, that uh, stupid gang he ran with? Yeah, yeah. And then it was a totally different guy, right? Yeah. And then he got away from him, and he was back to Mr. Nice Guy. So I
5: should put up with it. I should
3: deal with it. No, I'm saying you got to teach well, him it how to is. sing. Yeah. <laughs> no.
8: Well, I mean, it's not exactly... Put, you don't have to put up with him. I mean, Hold on, it Mike, doesn't, Mike. Doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't really <laughs> sound like uh, a real problem. I mean, it's... Uh, it, like the guys were just saying then, it's something that I think most of us do, you know, depending on what uh, situation we're in and what scenario that it, that is around us, you know, it's... Uh, and it, it takes a little while for guys to learn
3: how to act and how to behave yeah. and the, the do's and don'ts of, of ladies. I mean, it really does. Lord knows, I mean, I'm 32 and I have barely got it down now. When I was 18, 19, I was a mess. I mean, I... As it? I just learned that farting on the first date is wrong. Drew, can you believe that? Somebody told me that on the way in.
5: I think you're focusing on how he is around other people, though. What I'm concerned about is, is how he kind of keeps it up while we're
3: just. All right. On. Well, you're just going to have to confront him in a in a yeah. in a non confrontational <laughs> way. If, just tell yeah. him honestly what you think, and tell him it's because you like him and you want to keep the relationship a- going.
4: And if he is unable to put down these defenses, then it's not a relationship we're staying with. Yes. You're not going to get anywhere with it.
3: Cut him off sexually. He'll straighten right up. Drew, why don't you uh, sell the hell out of the uh, next song? Well, I was
4: just going to talk next. to one, of the, one <laughs> of the fans of our guests.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. And we'll hear uh, something from uh, Smith's uh, old and, uh, and the solo projects as well
0: when we come back. John. The voices are trying to John. throw me off while, they're tr- while John. I'm trying to concentrate John. on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Love line will be right back.
3: HelioCare it's a little pill that you take that actually works like a sunscreen it actually helps prevent this which is a smart way to go cuz uh, you don't want to get the cancer you don't have to walk around with a big umbrella over your head and as we just figured <laughs> out the sunscreen alone ain't working and uh, ain't working by itself daily use as a dietary supplement you take it it's like a multivitamin it's an antioxidant it uh, helps your skin protect itself Year-round, thousands of dermatologists uh, want the samples of the HelioCare for their patients, and uh, why wouldn't they? It's, a, it's perfect timing. It's as if I uh, told Allison to do that story, but there was but no, no interaction here. Uh, you can buy a two-month supply of HelioCare at uh, Walgreens and uh, Rite Aid, and uh, you just go to the Vitamin Isle. Just uh, look for the yellow and black box. Check them out. HelioCare.com. Uh, we're back. Loveline, one 800 O V E 191 Fax number 310-854-4455. Sitting here with Andy Rourke and Mike Joyce of the Smiths. Uh, they have their 10-year uh, memorabilia auction, uh, dinner, and uh, clam bake going on. Uh, that would be this Sunday. That's February the 23rd. 2 to 11 p.m., and that is at uh, Hot Rocks. It's uh, 121 North Citrus in uh, Covina. And you guys uh, may not be familiar with Covina, but it is the garden spot of the United States. Yeah? No. Good. (laughs) There's nothing going on there but your convention, but that's fine. You guys go in there, you make a few bucks, you shake a few hands, you sign a few breasts, and you're back uh, over the pond.
8: (laughs) Sounds good to me.
3: (laughs) It's not a bad gig. All right, so uh, what were we talking about during the commercial? Uh, the doors and yeah. uh, Jim Morrison. But what did you ask me right before I uh, hopped up on this uh, microphone? Do what? You asked me something right before I started.
8: About the it's about the doors that oh about the, the grave.
3: No, yeah, yeah, Jim Morrison's grave in yeah, Paris. In Paris, never been there.
8: Oh, they've got um. Oh, excuse me. That's all Flipping, right. Heck, they've got a they've got a police guard around it because people just come and. And just chip away bits of uh, bits of the stone it's like every day. Graffiti and graffiti It was like, that, like right, a yeah. copper sat on the uh, on the headstone there, right. like oh yo yo yo, with his cigarette and right, we're just, like, trying to nick bits of soil and digging down so and trying to get forget- Well,
3: it's uh, it's kind of interesting how some people uh, just sort of remain musicians or songwriters or poets, and others yeah. become sort of uh, deities. Uh, and I wonder, the,
8: is, sorry, in the same graveyard, the Chopin and like nobody.
3: <laughs> oh, now <laughs> Drew's pissed. Oh, Chopin's in the incredible. same graveyard. No one goes over there. Nobody you see gives that? a toss. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> well, let me tell you, if Drew uh, went to the uh, graveyard in Paris, he would be, uh, he would put a... I'd head over to Chopin. You would, wouldn't yeah. you? And what would you leave there at the Chopin? Nothing. Oh, okay. No, sure. Maybe just a little pride? Just footprints and memories. There you go. <laughs> a demo. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what, Drew, you're pointing?
4: Well, I was erasing something because I thought you were going to
3: the phones. No. Oh, it is? Well, what the hell is at Hot Rocks? Producer Ann just told me. It's at the Pasadena Convention Center. What am I, going insane? What is that, Drew? Yep. I'm reading the wrong thing? All right, listen.
4: Tickets and raffles. Oh, okay. For this convention.
3: All right. Where's the Pasadena Convention it's Center? It's on
4: 300 East Green Street. It's, it's uh, near the near the uh, Civic Auditorium by the Pasadena Mall.
3: Yeah. And uh, while you're out in Pasadena, stop by Drew's house and uh, pull a Brody on his lawn. No uh, thanks. Don't do it. Vomit that. in his mailbox do not do that. and uh, feel up the children. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <young boy. laughs> Drew hates that talk. All right. Uh, we'll take some calls and uh, we'll get back and talk more Smith stuff and uh, all that stuff. Teresa, 15. You're on Love Line with the Smiths.
5: Hey. Hello.
3: Hiya. Hello. Hey.
2: Hello, this is me, my friend, Jojo. We're just calling to say we love your music and we respect it. We grew up with the Smiths. We have older sisters and we've always listened to you guys. We've
8: not grown up yet.
2: We have a lot of feelings for your music.
8: Well, that's lovely to hear. Thanks very much. Are you going to come on on Sunday?
2: Um, Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to be there. I got the tickets a long time ago. Yeah, I have one question for you. Um, I really love your instrumental song, Oscillate Wildly.
5: Is that how you pronounce
8: it? Oscillate yeah. Wildly.
5: Oscillate, yeah, it's a Beautiful song. I just want to let you know. We weren't sure how you pronounced it,
8: though. Oscar Wilde was a playwright. writer. Correct. And to oscillate means to
3: go quickly like and the sound to sign, sound doesn't sort of, uh,
12: it? About, it? Mm.
3: All right, you're going to be there on Sunday? Definitely. I bring lots of money. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just, uh, just playing it safe. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing that strikes me about the Smiths, I've always been a fan of the Smiths. Uh, but it's a it's a band that a lot of people get divided over. There are people it's that love them or love them absolutely, yeah. and yeah, it's not it. it's not that way with a lot of bands. Like you take like yeah, a, but I'd
8: rather I'd rather people were like that rather than just saying okay, yeah, they're all right. I'd rather. Yeah. Have that kind of feeling Either instill hatred Or instill masses of loveliness
3: Absolutely Because it means You're doing your craft Your art And when you're When you're pushing The envelope a little That's what it inspires
8: Yeah well it becomes Like a debate A a debatable thing Because if Morrissey uh, wrote a song where uh, some of the subject matter was quite uh, risqué. Well, you know, people would say, well, I think that's disgusting. Or somebody else would say, well, I don't think it is. I'll stand up for what that is. But at least the subject matter is something that's worth a discussion. If popular music can't do it, what else can?
3: Absolutely.
8: That is my question to you. Uh,
3: No, and and the Smiths are definitely innovators and uh, definitely, I guess, ahead of their time in a a sense and uh, made music that didn't sound like they were copying another band that came before them. No. All right, I'm done kissing butt. We're moving on. Brandy.
13: <laughs> Hi.
5: You're Fifteen. Um, I'm a virgin, and um, in the near future, I could like have a chance to have a threesome, and I don't know if it's healthy for like my first sexual experience. Well, I
3: don't. I think you should start with uh, four guys. I mean, are
12: you yeah. coming to the no. convention?
5: <laughs> no, it's two girls and one guy.
3: Really? For your first uh, time? Yeah. And then it's all downhill from there.
4: I think, Brandy, would be very disturbing for you. I mean, yeah. usually the first time for women is not the most pleasant experience anyway. And to have it be such an overwhelming situation, I, I think, would be very unpleasant for you. I, I, I think in general, uh, threesomes are not a great idea for people. They end up being a big disappointment. I mean, some people have successful experiences with it, but it typically ca- causes a lot of feelings that you don't anticipate having. And recognize, Brandy, that when you have your first sexual experience, you are going to be very emotionally connected with that person you have that experience with. And that's, let that's, me, that's hardwired into v- women. That's what happens to you.
3: And let me tell you this: your first time doing anything—I mean, your first time surfing—you don't go to the pipeline.
12: Yeah, it's got to be special. It, it? When, when the waves
3: are twenty feet high, you're going to get destroyed. I mean, uh, you don't when want I'm, to be
12: sharing it either. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, crazy. and you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. I mean, it's tough enough. So pardon the pun. Tough. Yes, it's it's tough enough just uh, having a, a decent time out
8: the first time out with uh, one person.
12: Not a good idea.
8: No. Well, is this is this something that you want to do? Is this? I, I, I missed the beginning. I, um, she has an opportunity for it you. Have an opp- opportunity. So, is it something that you actually want to do yourself?
5: Yeah, I, I think I. Yeah. Sure
8: well, for I the first, uh, but you you're still a virgin. Yes. Yeah. But you want to do that for the first time, you, for the first time of having sex. You want to have a threesome. Yeah, I guess.
5: Yeah. Slump yeah. Slump
8: there's, nothing, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but I just think, you know, it's uh, try it with one first. It's it's pretty good fun.
12: Oh, okay.
8: Well, you know, I mean, if you want to go, kind of go on from there, then why not? But oh, yeah, but where do you go from a threesome at fifteen
3: for, as a, as a virgin? I mean, yeah, well, this uh, what I mean. also
4: aware, be, I mean, again, we, we are talking as men here, uh, expecting young women to have the same experience with their sexuality as men do. Women have a wholly different experience, particularly at that age. It's much more emotional, mm. much more connected, mm. and can be much more troubling to them if they don't get the kind of emotional need, emotional uh, content back from the man. Yeah.
3: All right. I, by the way, was speaking as a woman, and I believe Andy was too. So, Drew, do not assume. Carmine. Yes. Hello. Hey, you're 24. You're on Love Line. With the Smiths. Yes, Smith. I am. Drew. Yeah.
7: And Adam. Yeah. I just want to say first, you guys are the best. You have the best show ever. Thank you. And you're doing a great service. And second of all, I just wanted to call and talk to Mike and Andy and tell you guys that you guys are the all-time best band ever.
13: Thanks. Anybody
7: who doesn't like The Smiths has no taste. It's that simple. And I, the big question, I'm wondering, uh, just what are you guys doing now? Are you in any other bands? Are you doing solo stuff? And the bigger question, uh, with the big reunion trend, is there any chance that the Smiths fans are ever going to see a, a, a original lineup reunion with the Morrissey?
12: Well, to the last question, probably no. Um,
3: Sammy Hagar's going to be fronting the band, yeah. but oh, there work. will be a reunion, <laughs> yes. That,
7: that, wouldn't, that wouldn't work.
12: And the first question. Big <laughs> wow! <laughs> 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 the strike's again! <laughs> wow, wow baby.
3: Yeah, and the second question solo projects. Andy?
12: Yeah, I'm I've I've started an e band with uh Gary Whelan, the drummer from The Happy Mondays called Delicious. Um um we got a, a CD which came out in England about 3 4 days ago.
3: And uh we're going to play something off it of tonight, are Hopefully, we not? Yeah. Well, yeah. why don't we uh, can we play that now? Yes. All right. Let's do that. This is uh, this is great time. What, what's the name of the song we're playing?
12: It's called "Sitting on the Throne."
3: And it's from uh, "Delicious." And it goes a little something like this. On the throne from delicious Andy Rourke's uh, new solo project from the Smiths. Also, we have uh, Mike Joyce in here from the Smiths, and we'll be talking uh, more to them after this.
0: I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back.
3: HelioCare it's a little pill that you take that actually works like a sunscreen it actually helps prevent this which is a smart way to go cuz uh, you don't want to get the cancer you don't have to walk around that big umbrella over your head and as we just figured <laughs> out the sunscreen alone ain't working and uh, ain't working by itself daily use as a dietary supplement you take it it's like a multivitamin it's an antioxidant it uh, helps your skin protect itself Year-round, thousands of dermatologists uh, want the samples of the HelioCare for their patients. And uh, why wouldn't they? It's, a, it's perfect timing. It's as if I uh, told Allison to do that story. But there was but no no interaction here. Uh, you can buy a two-month supply of HelioCare at uh, Walgreens and uh, Rite Aid. And uh, you just go to the Vitamin aisle. Just uh, look for the yellow and black box. Check them out. HelioCare.com. com. <laughs> We have Andy Mike from the Smiths here, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew from um, Molly Hatchet, and we'll be back in 10 seconds.
1: This is Love Line on Radio Station.
3: Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Show's Loveline. I'm Adam Kroll. That is Dr. Drew. Andy Rourke and Mike Joyce are here tonight from the Smiths, and uh, we're here to do a little uh, plugging on the uh, Smiths Convention. It's uh, taking place on uh, Sunday. It is the only one that you'll be having nationally. Yes. Correct, at least Mm -hmm. uh, here in the States. And uh, it is Sunday the 23rd. It is 2 p.m. to 11 p.m., Kind of a long haul for you guys. And uh, it'll be at the Pasadena Convention Center, which is uh, 300 East Green Street in um, La Harbra. No, it's in Pasadena. I was just uh, just kidding. It seems strange to
8: overstate that.
3: <laughs> All right. And, uh, they'll be giving away raffle tickets. Uh, it says uh, there'll
8: be uh, live Smith's music. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, live Smith's music on the video. <laughs> oh, okay. Live, live in person. Somebody putting a in tape in and pressing play while we're there. But it'll be. F- uh, there's a lot of footage. From- is, yeah, it's, there was uh, a couple of tapes that I've got. One from um, when we played the Hacienda in Manchester with uh, Johnny Marr singing backing vocals, the one and only time that, that occurred. And also there's a, a tape that we did. The sound guy that was working with us, a guy called Grant. He it's did. Backstage uh, footage, isn't it, yeah, it's just all, all just all those just kind of pissing around backstage and just messing around and having a bit of fun, really, rather than you know the official video, you know that. that, that but one, yeah, that it's the not the produced
3: one. and edited stuff. No, 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 but it's stuff that. Uh Probably hasn't been seen before well, by not, people. it's not, no,
8: because it, was it wasn't even released. It was just a personal home copy. Video. It's a home video.
3: Right. So if you're a Smiths fan, you'll definitely uh, oh, yeah. find yeah. that interesting. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, you may have a passing interest <laughs> in it. Let's say you're just working the convention <laughs> yeah. security. You might look at it. Yeah, well, it's, it's a long re- day, you know I mean? so. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, 18, you're on Loveline.
10: Yeah, hi. Um, to begin with, um, I wanted to say on behalf of my boyfriend and I that we both think your show is great. Thank you. And um, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know what occasional use of LSD um, does to the brain. You've mentioned it vaguely. That yeah.
4: Problem, uh, the, the reason I would be vague is that we don't really know at what point somebody would have caused a significant problem. Mm-hmm. In other words, what is the threshold after which you're likely to have problems. Okay. Uh, certainly any use before the age of 15 is associated with chronic mood problems. Uh-huh. Uh, certainly more than 70 hits of acid is associated with personality changes, problems with abstract reasoning, and chronic mood disturbances. Uh-huh. Whether uh-huh. one or two or five or ten hits can do the same thing, we don't know.
3: And by the way, that doesn't mean you still can't be successful. Many guests we have uh, in here on the Loveline Um Present company excluded, <clears throat> have had uh, their bouts with uh, uh, drug abuse, and yeah. they're still selling lots of records and doing uh, doing great. They're not quite sure where they are. They, uh, the some they, you have to make a lot of money because once your brain goes, you need a bunch of lackeys to sort of point you in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Get on the plane, sit yeah. down. Here's out. Here's a vomit bucket. Yes, yeah. inhale. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. Now exhale. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah. tinkle time. <laughs> but Bye, they still get
4: along just fine. Why, Kristen. What's up?
10: Oh, not much. I just um, you've mentioned it vaguely before, like I said, and uh, yeah. I was just wondering. I've used it occasionally, like once every couple of
12: months, and not.
4: Yeah, I, I would beware. Yeah. yeah, If you use it once or twice, you're probably okay. I Using th- it regularly, you're probably not going to be okay. I, f-
12: I mean, I I sort of did it early doors, you know, as, as a youngster, and I f- um, I found it does sort of frazzle the old brain cells. It thing. does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And
4: the other thing is that some of the some of the manifestations don't even develop until ten years later, particularly the mood stuff. Well, how, how old are you now, Andy?
12: I'm 33. Mm-hmm. 30, 30 several.
3: And uh, you did it you experimented a little when you're were... 16
12: 15 14 15 16. Really? Yeah. yeah. And uh, how many
3: times would you say you've uh, done acid or mushrooms?
12: Mushrooms, oh god. I did it every day for about 3 or 4 months and at the end of it I had a stutter, you know, I and mean? then I couldn't speak at the end of it so like I, I thought you know. Right. Call that day so.
3: But you're uh, clear and level headed now?
12: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm Uh, Relatively. (laughs) Yeah. As much as it takes
3: auction off memorabilia. Uh Uh, Here's my theory on uh, drug abuse. I know Drew can't stand this. But uh, listen, if you're sort of, a, you know, what you'd call like a 40-watt bulb, don't mess around with it. If your light's a little dim in the first place, it's going to get a little dimmer. And here's what I think drugs do. I think they make, they take uh, bright people and they dumb them up. A certain degree. Now, you know, Timothy Leary had 180 IQ, so now he does a bunch of LSD, and he has 135 IQ. Still a smart guy, just not a a genius anymore. But the problem is there's a lot of people out there with a 95 IQ that are doing a lot of acid, and now you're going into the retard. I mean, you are actually crossing the line in getting into being a retarded person at this point.
8: I think that uh, with all the drugs that are around, that people seem to be... uh, the, the kind of new design of drugs that are around. I mean, from my own personal experience, I think acid is probably the safest drug. No, it's, it's, it's
4: one of the no, most no, no. dangerous. You, 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 well, you, you can walk I mean, into any psychiatric hospital in, in any country. It depends on who's taking it, though, doesn't it? No, you, not at all. Th- it's th- purely a dose phenomenon. It's, got it, it, you got safe
12: you, circumstances. And, um, no, it has nothing to do with
4: having a bad trip. It is the people most it's it the, a bad the people, it's the people that we worry about most that continue to have good trips because they keep exposing their brain to it. Then 10 years later, they end up in psychiatric hospitals mm. chronically because really? their, their moods really don't respond to treatment. Way, right. a, yeah, but a, a I mean, how much, how
8: much acid do you have to take before that happens? That's what we don't know. And, they, uh, that's what I mean. and I mean, for
4: some people, it might be 10 hits. It's certainly anything over 60, 70 hits, and it's certainly any use before the age of 15 is highly right. associated with that. And
12: this. I think if you're doing it, like, like you say, every couple of months, that's too much.
4: You you're know, getting right? there. You're, you're, you're put, certainly putting yourself at risk. You're putting yourself in harm's way. Right. Uh, you know, the... There's one that's really new right now and real commonly used is ketamine. It's coming out. Yeah. All of a sudden, the last couple of months, boom, elephant, it's back again. Elephant
12: tranquilizer or something, isn't it? Well, it's a
4: dissociative. No, they actually use it in adolescence sometimes, but, but uh, we don't know what the long-term effects of uh, that are going to be. It uses the, uh, the, the glutamate receptor, which we are concerned uh, when overstimulated is associated with brain damage because that, that's a receptor that causes something we think we call excitotoxicity. When you stimulate a cell too much, it dies. Really? Basically, really? Yeah. Basically, I think that's what's you, happened to my penis. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I you take
12: ketamine, you can't stand up. You know, I mean, have you have it's, you it's tried still, that? Uh, by mistake, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I thought I was buying something else. Yeah, and it was you okay. thought you,
3: <laughs> yeah. you, you thought you were getting cracked and the <laughs> yeah, bastard no, slipped I, you some I, cash? I was buying an
12: ecstasy, <laughs> and it turned out to be a ketamine. And, I, uh, and what did do, do to you? I went for a dance, and my legs didn't work.
4: Really? Yeah. It what kind of takes you out of your body? You are not connected with your body anymore, basically. But you didn't you didn't suffer any medical
3: complications or anything like that.
4: <laughs> I'm not s- I'm tube, no, I have George. not seen any medical complication of ketamine yet. Okay.
3: But don't worry. It'll show up. It was just like uh, I in remember ten years, when yeah. X came out, X was legal, X was fine, it was just being used by therapists to uh, uh. stimulate relationships a uh, little bit.
8: It's still used in, that's what's used in Switzerland now, isn't it? It's prescribed. It's it's not illegal in Switzerland. Doctors prescribe no ecstasy. Pre- no prescribed anymore because it's known to be very dangerous. Very what? dangerous. What is it? ecstasy? No, it but be, they, the, the doctors prescribe it. In I don't Switzerland. think they would prescribe. it. No, they anything. do. It's legal. It, it may be legal. A, a prescription.
4: It, it may be legal, but there are lots of legal drugs that can cause damage. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of the drugs you prescribe are very dangerous. Oh. No, um, but in a controlled. But it's the, it's the one that has been shown conclusively to cause some pretty serious anatomic destruction of the brain. Really? Uh, it, the amygdala gets disrupted, and there's new and uh, you know novel uh, connections between the brain cells and that part of the brain that aren't natural. All
3: and, right. Uh, well, I'm getting a contact eye here. Right. I can barely think. Just so no. you know. Alex, 15, you're on Loveline. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, Drew, Adam, love you guys. And love you. Uh, thanks, Adam. Anyway, uh, I got a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. I was uh, born with cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering if that would affect my performance in bed, you know?
4: I think it'd help it. Well, how is your cerebral palsy manifesting?
1: Oh, it's it's really minor. It's just in my right leg. Uh, I got surgery on it about you five have, years ago. You have ago. some
4: sp- spasticity in that leg or what?
1: There's just a real minor limp, and when I stand up straight, my right knee kind of turns in a little bit. I don't
8: think it will affect anything. Okay. Do you, well, have you found as though it is a problem? Why do you, Why do you think it's going to be a problem?
1: I don't know. I just I just I was wondering that a couple weeks ago. And
8: do, do you Do you masturbate now?
4: Uh, yeah. And that functions normally. Yeah. Well, it sounds all right to me. Which I,
3: uh, hand do you have the spasticity in when it comes to your penis—the right or the left?
8: The right. Okay. Right. That's all right. <laughs> All right,
3: all right. Well, you know you may want to switch hands every once in a while. It's like getting a new girlfriend. Last longer. Yes. All right, Alex. So you'll be all right. Okay. All right. Everything else fine?
1: Uh, everything else is fine, Adam.
3: Okay. Uh, do you have any medication or anything you take for uh, the palsy? No. No, I no? Got, uh, right. I've
1: gotten surgery after surgery, and
3: what do they do with the surgery?
1: It's uh, tendon
3: split
1: tendon, trans- tendon uh, core transfer. Tendon transfers. Heel cord transfer, something I don't know. Oh, okay. They cut one of the tendons in my right heel basically.
8: Wow.
4: Ouch. Sounds like minimal problem. I think you'll be just fine, Alex. Right.
8: Al- Alex, it sounds more psychological, really, than anything at the moment. I mean, I think, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the doctor was just saying, that, you know, if you're masturbating and that's fine, well, you know, I mean, it's just going to be uh, uh, replaced by something rather better. Right. Okay. Like a uh, furry hand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, not too
3: much for her, hopefully. Yeah. All right, Alex, you'll you'll be fine. But don't worry, you'll suck the first time out anyway. Okay. But don't blame it on the policy. <laughs> That's just you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does a good job sexually right out of the shoot. Huh. They really don't. Andy, what? Andy, you were good the first time out. Um,
8: I was. Fu- I was. I, I was fantastic. You were. had <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <was> A little <laughs> trouble pronouncing. <That's> fantastic. <laughs> Elliot was, was first.
12: I was showing the ropes by an older woman. So. Yeah, oh really? Yeah.
3: Outside of the family, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. just want to check. Uh, how old was she? <laughs> Twenty-one. And uh, how old were you? Thirteen. Really? Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff somebody always somebody spank me. This stuff goes on <laughs> in, in in England quite a bit. I I don't know why this sounds what, familiar. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah, all those people. Uh, you were thirteen. Or 14. Yeah. Who was the twenty-one-year-old?
12: Um, just a, a girl. Yeah. Long
3: obviously, no. it wasn't a neighbor or anything no, like it's that. Like Babysitter, um,
12: friend's older sister, basically.
13: Oh, really? Yeah.
3: And uh, did she take pity on you, or look at you as sort of easy prey, or what do you think was behind I don't
12: that? know. I think you know she just uh, took a shine. And
3: she wanted to get a rock song. Yeah, she, she didn't should. have a boyfriend at the time. Did you uh, show him? Did obviously. you fall in love with her?
12: Um, I, I think I, I had a bit of a. A boyhood crush, yeah. Right
3: but now, did
12: not for long. Yeah, when she showed me how it was done, then I went off and Sure. Yeah.
3: Did you uh, Did went you have m- many episodes with her?
12: Mm, a, no, a couple.
3: But enough to sort of uh, cut your teeth, as it were.
12: Oh yeah, enough to get it right.
3: Yeah. yeah, guys. I really think guys need that because if you look at it this way, if you're a 15 or 16 year old guy and you don't know, uh, you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground and you are trying to have sex with a 15-year-old girl yeah, who's never been with someone, different. then it is the blind leading the yeah, blind. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, liable to yeah. take an eye out. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you're doing with that penis. You, you really don't. Someone's going to get one in the, in the nostril. You yeah. don't know what is going on.
12: Barking up the wrong tree and all that
3: thing, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, thank God they have pornography these days, Drew. The kids can see exactly Diograms. what's going on. I mean, it's like a, cl- it's, it's a
8: clinic these unless, people are putting on. Unless it's one of those NAF Electric Blue videos.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, Wasted yeah. You mean time. the, the, the oh, soft core stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that, and no I hate, call. I hate going to a hotel and paying seven bucks for the yeah. uh
8: spectrovision no, and bet, getting a I've cut keep, version. You yeah, you have to get, keep on Very getting quick. the freebie and taking it off about thirty seconds later, and then you get quite a quite yeah, a lot of movement. Yeah, but they the still
3: cut up the hardcore stuff. Yeah, they,
8: I always think that they have another camera there, the, no. de- the decent one. They yet. do now. Yeah. The good good
3: camera. I've been on the set of the porn movie. Yeah? They do one camera for the hardcore stuff, and the other camera just looks at the guy's brow sweat the entire time. It's just focused on the guy's forehead. So be honest. Have you guys, uh, when you've masturbated watching pornography, Yeah. Have you ever... Looked, like at, looked
8: at the forehead. No, no I mean, if you,
3: you, you ever, you ever timed it wrong, where you uh, chief climax right where they showed the guy sweating and grunting, <laughs> just his whole face taking <laughs> yeah, yeah, up the I screen? I think I
8: was doing it just at the end of the tape. Yeah, that's a I, big I'm, problem. I'm a Catholic boy. I don't
3: masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Ann was whispering in my ear. <laughs> All right, so uh, Drew, enough about Master Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna play one of my favorite Smith songs in just a couple of seconds, but we'll see if we can uh, squeeze in a call. Jason, eighteen, you're on Loveline. Hello. Hey.
9: I was wondering how long it takes to get over your first love.
8: Well, you got to kill yourself Until <laughs> you oh get the God. next one. I remember when I was when I uh, first fell in love, I was only about 60. How old are you? I'm 18. 18 I was uh, I think it was 15 or 16 and uh, I remember getting the bus home after seeing this girl and I just, you know, I might as well have just been in a a, a cell in prison. I just felt so weird. Is that I mean is that are you going through that now or something?
9: Yeah, uh, it's been a, it's almost a year since she dumped me. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
8: I've been with other people since then, but... And I, a, it just, nobody uh, comes it just, up to scratch. Just, just
9: little, little well, it, things here it, and there. It is
8: difficult, but you know, the great thing is, and I mean, I'm, I'm 34, so I've got a bit of experience, and it <laughs> things do get better. And I know it's easy to say in this situation where we're not actually going through what you must be going through, but you know the 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 grass does get does time grow again a good healer, isn't it, but it is definitely the most profound the most form, form of, feel of, of of uh depression yeah. Yeah. there is, yeah, yeah because it's it not, really is it's yeah.
3: all encompassing it just
8: takes over your body. is this the first time that, that you've you've uh, you felt like this uh yeah, smart. yeah, there's
3: just
9: other just like little hoes with here and there and shit, pardon just other hoes here and there, but this is the first one I
3: actually right. love. Jason, so, you really know how to treat a woman, don't you?
9: <laughs> well, and that's what they were. I mean, give me a break. You know, for 10 minutes before they want to go and do it, that's what they are.
3: All right, Jason. Yeah. Uh, thank God you haven't turned against women in general, that this experience hasn't made you bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, listen to me. Here's the deal. Here's what I tell people, because I went through uh, a year, maybe more, of just sheer depression. And I was not uh, some uh, wet-behind-the-ear 18-year-old. I was like 22 when I was in a serious funk over a relationship. And you're going to be miserable. That is my first statement. Let's not lie to the lad. You will be miserable. Here's the point. Do not waste the year that you mourn by sitting home, smoking pot, uh, eating Cheetos and watching too much daytime TV. Force yourself to participate yeah, in life. It has to be done. Go to school, go to work. Do not waste this because you don't want to look back in 10 years and say, after you're married and have eight kids with someone else, you don't want to look back at this year from 18 and a half to, to 20 and say, I just sat there and did nothing.
8: Yeah, but, so but, if you're going to be miserable, people, at least do something. And most people do, but uh, the fact that you're actually confronting it now and that you phone in here is, I think it's quite a good start anyway. The fact that you, you want to kind of d- sort something out about it instead of just sitting there and, not, and just thinking, well, that's just the way it is. But, you know, it, it, as I said before, it's easy for, me, easy for me to sit here and say it gets better, but right. it, it, it does. But, yeah, but it as
3: just, well,
12: Listen, no, you've got to sort your attitude as, out as well, because if you like, it sounds to me like the, probably the girls you've been going, you've been making them miserable as well because you... Oh, you know The mean? hose. Yeah, the, you know what I mean. You got to so, sort of. Yeah. All right, of so
3: Jason, uh, it will get better. Everyone goes through it, and uh, this is your turn, and you will come out that much stronger when you're done, or you'll be a broken shell of a man. <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> All right, uh, now for one of my favorite all-time Smith songs, you got to cue up, Mike. Big Mouth strikes again. Big Mouth strikes again. Uh, Golden oldie from the Smiths, and we'll be back right after this break.
7: I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll.
1: Shenanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Shenanigans. This guy's gorgy to think Nannigan. about line. they'll right Nannigan. back. Shenanigans.
3: Ah, yes, Loot Crate. It's a monthly subscription box service for geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, one-of-a-kind items, and more. They're guaranteed to be 40 bucks plus in value in every crate. That's more than double. Hell, even I can do that math. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. So let's get cracking, people. You've got until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. But when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So let's get to getting. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com forward slash ace, enter the code ace, and save 10% on any new subscription. That's lootcrate.com forward slash ace, and save 10%. Here with uh, Andy and Mike from the Smiths, uh, the convention, the Big Smiths convention, and really, uh, ladies and gents, uh, this will be your only time. These guys uh, pretty much hang out in England; they don't, they don't come out here that often. You'll not find them again. And besides, they're never going to associate with the public unless um, unless you come out and find them. Don't bother them at restaurants, is what I'm <laughs> saying. Uh, the convention is Sunday. It's a uh, Wait a minute, it's 2 to 11, I'm sorry. And uh, it's going to be down at uh, the Pasadena Convention Center, which is on uh, 300 East Green Street in Pasadena. You you really should be able to find it. Uh, what's that, Ann? Oh, it's sold out. All right, so uh, stay no, home. See, you
8: see, yeah, I see it's at the Viper Room instead on Saturday.
3: Oh, you're going to be in the Viper Room? I think so. Well, why didn't you say anything? I just did. All right. Okay. Shut his mic off, engineer <laughs> Mike. I don't know what you guys do on uh, in, uh, when you're in England radio, but you don't yell at the host here stateside. <laughs> you're going to be the vibe room, seriously? I
4: think so, yeah. Oh, mic's off. Okay. Let's
3: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm job. laughs> go. Oh, really? All right. Just hanging out, yeah. Oh, just hanging out? Yeah. Oh, are you going to be jamming or...? or no, or?
12: no, just... Uh...
3: No, oh, you're just going to be hanging uh, yeah, Alright, yeah. well they're going to be at uh, the Denny's In um, in uh, Covina on uh, Thursday night And then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, who cares if you're at the Viper Room If you're not going to be up on stage You're going to be up on stage? I care,
8: I'm going to have a great night
3: Alright, so go to the Viper Room there. Who are you going to see, the Viper saying,
8: hey, Room? I don't know, I'm just going to go down there And uh, just have a laugh, but I'm just thinking If anybody can't get in there, then come down and say hello
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right.
12: So
8: you are just being, you know... You're just being... Polite. You're you know, being friendly. Really nice, I'm yeah.
3: sorry. I misinterpreted right. that. You're welcome. All right. All right. Let's move on. Rick.
13: Yeah, how you doing?
3: 26. You are on the love line with the Smiths.
13: Yeah, I'd just like to talk to uh, Mike and Andy, and uh, I'd like to say that I was always the biggest Smith fan I've ever known. Nice. And uh, I first discovered the Smiths back in, like, 1985. Yeah. And uh, at the time, everybody listened to, like, Van Halen and Def Leppard and stuff like that. yeah. You know? And, uh,
3: did your friends beat you up and call you a fag?
13: <laughs> no, well.
3: <laughs> Why not? Uh,
8: did they, did you ever come and see the Smiths?
13: Ah, c- come on. I, I live in California. The Smiths did only tour out here. I mean, that's my big regret. I've seen Morrissey twice.
8: But, like, it's start, not the
13: same right? thing, you know?
8: I mean, once the Smiths broke I, up. I toured here. The Do what? I toured here. I toured here with the Smiths.
13: Yeah, the Smiths came once, but, I mean.
8: They came a couple of times. Yeah they come. Oh, you missed them anyway. All right, Rick, uh,
3: stop telling the band where they've been. I
8: don't
0: know. Anyway. <laughs> it's,
3: really, it's really at that end street oh, actually, for yeah, you. Yeah,
8: it's got a bit of Alzheimer's. I don't remember actually being here at all. No, you're right. We, we've yeah,
3: well, why here. hit a place like the United States when you have. Uh, Puerto Rico and there's yeah. uh, so, uh, so many bigger countries and, and, and places to go to on this map
4: yeah, at least if you're in, in the United States you wouldn't go to California
3: no no there's nothing going on no, last here last time we came
12: it was closed we had to stop off for fuel. And, uh, so we right
3: for you it. just gas up yeah. and you stay yeah. on the tarmac you don't yeah. get out alright Rick yeah they have bigger fish to fry than the United States
13: yeah well you know, of course but uh, um, I'd like to know if uh, if Mike's still do, is still doing anything with the buzzcocks
8: uh, no I'm not actually I'm uh I'm working with a guy called Pete Wiley at the moment. Okay. Who had uh, a couple of record, well, a couple of big hits in England. Uh, wow. The Story of the Blues and, and uh, a uh, track y- called Sinful. But um, I'm working with him at the moment. I just did some demos before I came away over here. Oh,
13: really? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, um, do any of you guys have, like, a favourite Smith song or album
8: or anything? Uh, yeah.
13: And what are they?
8: <laughs> Sorry, it was, uh... I've I'm a big fan of Rank the live album and wow. also Strange Ways the last album. Yeah. Uh I think Rank really kind of encapsulated the way that the Smiths sounded live because I think a lot of people you know the miserable tag and everyone said oh yeah they're really down and 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 uh and pretty miserable blokes but I think if you listen to that album it certainly doesn't sound miserable. I mean that's just a misnomer by the uh, by lazy journalism really. Rank is a great
3: live CD, and uh, a lot of the times when you hear live CD, the songs are a little disappointing because you get used to it a certain way from hearing uh, the no. uh, produced version of it over the radio or on a CD, and then you hear it live and it sort of misses a beat, but uh, this is just as good as the original, or just as good as the produced stuff, plus the energy. Of like like I like uh, the Big Mouth song better on Rank than right. I do now uh, right. the produced version. It's a little it's a l- little faster.
12: Studio album. My favorite studio album is probably Queen is Dead. Though I thought that was that was a good album.
3: Where'd you do Rank or was that all over? It's all no. different ones, Kilburn. Oh. Kilburn
8: National.
12: <clears throat> I thought it was all different ones.
8: Just one gig. Just took one big gig. Yep, that's pretty was, cool. It was actually that's recorded s- by the BBC. I've listened to it. Oh really? Just for uh, transmission. And then when we heard it, we thought, well, it's good enough to put out as an album for ourselves.
12: Oh. Our sound engineer, like, he,
8: culled, he remixed it. He called the tapes. Yeah, know. somebody did a real good job with it, because mm. uh, for
3: a live uh, CD, it's real clear and real real nice. Mm. John, 18, you're on Loveline.
9: Hi, this is a question for Drew. Yeah, John. Okay, uh, I was uh, smoking marijuana one night, and I, I had done it before, and uh, we were in uh, in the car and just letting the smoke. Just uh, what do they call a hotboxing, I guess, if you know.
4: What, and, what, uh, now, what is hotboxing?
9: It's... We just get in the car and close the doors and just smoke until it just fills up with smoke. And, uh, we were doing that. And uh, This is, uh, oh,
4: this is the, uh, this
3: is the intellect of this, uh, nation of ours. That's why you guys will be happy Sunday when you get back on the plane. Was yeah. it a, big a lot car? of guys sitting and filling cars up with, uh. How with big was your smoke. car? Uh, it
9: was a truck.
12: <laughs> oh, that's a big, you've got a problem. With uh,
9: and, uh. So uh, I was sitting there smoking. And I was just,
3: I, I've was. i brown-boxed a car before, but that's, uh, that's a totally different that's thing. That's, that's when you break wind.
12: Yeah, a brown nose. Well,
9: uh, we were, uh, so I, I was feeling kind of weird, so I, I stepped outside, and I was, I was, like, dizzy, and, like, I didn't
8: know where I was, and I was just... That's because you were stoned. That's why you I, smoke
3: I, pot, John, so you get dizzy and don't know where you are.
9: No, <laughs> no well, it was different. I, I started, like, freaking out.
3: Like, I was yelling, and I was, all right, but it doesn't you, you it didn't know, no, no, have no, no. anything to do with the way you ingested it, did I mean, it? It well, just it, had it, to do
4: with it, the fact you were high. It's the dose that he ingested. I have seen several cases now of toxic psychoses associated with heavy ingestions of marijuana.
3: Yeah, but you're not going to get any more from filling up your pinto well, with pot whatever. smoke Look, than you would no, no. by
4: sucking on a bomb. I suppose not, but
3: no, maybe, you, maybe you wouldn't you are, have...
8: because con- you? you're not even going to have a gap in between toques.
4: Now that you can't control it. Well, that's true. All you right. can't control it. You're sitting there, I don't you think don't think
8: that's realize issue, is it, really? It sounds like a guy tries to and tried and that, smoke it? In it
4: I had just treated a patient. In a big room
8: with a-, a window slightly ajar.
4: I just treated a patient a couple weeks ago who came in wildly psychotic. I mean, just, it's a very, very wild, the florid psychosis and, and a lot of agitation and yeah, crazy motor activity. That, because of marijuana? Yeah. How yeah. long did it
3: last?
9: Uh, uh, probably, well, I don't know, because it was late night and then,
4: well. Uh, it couldn't really last well. about six to eight hours in the stuff I've seen. Right. Well,
9: uh, is it I was wondering if it's permanent or
4: no 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 but but it it
9: uh, I, mean, because, I mean I don't feel I don't feel anymore but I, I feel like I'm kind of I've heard it anxiety attack
4: so you're still having you're still having panic attacks
9: well no no I I feel like I, I don't to touch stuff anymore or drink beer because I'm I'm like afraid that will happen again
4: it could happen again good
9: so, I mean will it, will it have like has it
12: had a effect on my brain or anything?
9: I no. I don't think
4: so. No, yeah. I don't think that you have to worry. This this will create chronic problems. Sounds it does.
12: Like you had a panic attack or something. Well, like that, yeah? it, if, it, if
4: you do the same thing again, then it might happen again. It right? might happen again. But yeah. it, it's more than a, I suspect. If John has what I think he has, it's more than a panic attack because they really get disorganized and disoriented. Yeah. yeah. Panic attack. You just, you feel like you're going to die. It's a miserable experience. Mm. But you don't really truly get disorganized. Mm. And the behaviors they manifest with with these. What I have seen have been just wild.
3: Right, let me ask you this question, Drew. A lot of people cannot handle marijuana. I know a lot of guys, and have had a lot of friends that say, "I can't do it. I get paranoid. I get this, this weird." Is totally different. All right, but we're changing. We're shifting gears here for right, a second. Right. Those people who say, "I can't handle it. I get paranoid. I don't want anything to do with it. I get weird. I start thinking that the you know the walls are coming in on me." Is that because they have a sort of chemical difference yes. than a guy who really loves yes. it? or Ch- chemical. It's with the the same bigger, it has nothing it? to do with their personality. It just doesn't agree with some people. <clears throat> it has
4: li- almost nothing to do with the personality.
3: Okay. Mm. Still, high-strung people don't do well on marijuana.
4: No. Uh,
3: no. Mm, it, it, no. it, you know what? It just, nope. It's
4: just whether you get that opioid effect or not. If you get it mm. and you're high-strung, it's good. You, you'll like it even more because it will also reduce some of your Well, maybe anxiety. high-strung
3: people aren't so uh, preconditioned for the opioid effect or something maybe. because maybe. all the high-strung people I know cannot handle marijuana. Kimberly. Hi. 19, you're on love line.
9: Yeah,
3: hi. hi Sorry, Annie. Yes, go ahead. No
2: problem. Um, I have a problem with my boyfriend. And the problem is, is that he works very odd hours on different days. He's on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
3: He's a porn actor? No. No. What does he he do? He does
2: um, bodyguarding.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
2: And he used to do personal security. Just
3: random bodies or these uh, famous rich people?
2: Um, He does freelance, so he does a lot of different things. Uh Uh-huh. And the problem is is that um, he usually works night shifts and sometimes he'll work day shifts.
3: Now, is he a real bodyguard, or does he wear a, a windbreaker with a big number on the back of it?
2: No, he, he does, he does, um, he wears a uniform, and it says, like, security on it or whatever. All
3: right, so he's like a $6 an hour guy.
2: No, $30. How <laughs> old is he? He's 27.
3: Right. And he's not the guy in the front of the concert not enjoying the concert. No. You know, it always strikes me about concerts. I I think they torture the guards because yeah. they will get a guy who absolutely has no interest in whatever band it is they're playing, and they he will put him up against Inside the stage, the and he yeah. will sit there leaning up against a speaker in a in a in a place that uh, a With fan would into. kill I've to be to, and
8: He's shaking his fists at
3: me, just not even tap his foot once the entire we, time.
12: We've caught him all in his ears, cringing. going,
3: yeah. So, Kimberly. Yeah. Uh, your question was?
2: Um, it's just he's always expecting me to always be waiting for him whenever he comes home, just at any time to be ready to take his clothes off, put on his pajamas, get him ready for bed like he's a baby. And he likes me to give him back rubs and foot massages and everything. And even when I'm sick, and I've been sick the past three days, and he's been working the past three days and coming home at odd hours and expecting me to do this for him.
12: you have to wind him and stuff like that? Get
3: What's wind? wind? You know when you get
12: a baby. Wind him. Oh, oh, uh, belch yeah. him, or purpose. Yeah. I just say, wind. <laughs> they call him wind him. I <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, get a wind up and all that, uh,
3: Does he so, wear a nappy? And so, Kimberly, nap he's, 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 he's kind of immature.
2: Well, he's not immature. It's just he thinks that after a long day of work for him, I should be taking care of
4: him. He wants a mommy. He doesn't want a wife or girlfriend.
2: That's wrong. He keeps complaining. He doesn't Let's want to say it. Mommy.
4: Doesn't sound bad. He doesn't want a mommy yet. He's acting like he does.
2: He just likes people to take care of.
4: He wants a mommy. We all yeah. want that. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, all but right, he, but he's that's not a, not a healthy relationship. No. Though all be. right. So what
3: do you tell him?
2: Um. Usually, I just tell him, you know, I don't like it. But he's always telling me, you know, work comes first. I got to pay the bills before I can see you or even bother with you.
3: You guys are living together.
2: Um. Off and on.
3: Off and on.
2: Because I go to school. So. I'm usually, like, with them on all the weekends, and I'm at home during the week. All
4: right. Just uh, refuse to do that stuff you don't like doing and see what happens. That's well, it's all. not
2: that I don't like doing that All right.
3: Now listen. All right. I've had enough of Kimberly. She offended you in some way? No, but it's just, oh, you know, I I don't I, I hate these questions. I lie, he I mean, asks me for back rub. I don't want to give it to him, so I tell him, but he says no. And then we say, all right, well, just tell him you don't want to give him the back rub. Then I go, Well, it's not that I mind giving him the back rub. <laughs> all right, then shut the hell up and go call someone else's show. Don't give him a back rub. Yeah. That's right. Just if you don't want to do it, tell him you don't want to do it. If he has a big problem with it, then you compromise. You know what I mean? You give him a back rub, he gives you a back rub or a foot rub or something like that. Okay? All right. Next. Next. And, uh, Drew, what is the next call we're going to take tonight? I don't know yet. Find something we can gamble no, on.
4: Let's look at it. We'll find something. All
3: right. I promise uh, gambling with the Smiths when we return.
5: I began to float up and away from my body. Uh,
1: lady, you better get back here. If you're not here when Loveline returns, they're going to be <laughs>
3: Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Love line. The Smiths are here tonight. Andy Rourke and Mike Joyce are uh, in here, and they're doing a thing that I'm not even going to talk about anymore because it's sold out. So, it's uh, it's a moot point. All right, let's uh, move forward here. Drew, Mario, 27, you're on Love Line.
6: Hi, uh, I have a question for Doctor Drew. Yeah. Okay, I I um I tapped my phone uh, for the past three months. Mm. It's, been, it's been tapped, and <clears throat> I found out that my wife was having an affair with another person. And um, her last period was uh, November the twenty fourth and uh, since it was tapped, I knew she had an affair with this person around the fourteenth of well, okay, the last time she had she had her period was twenty fourth of November. And I knew that she had an affair on the twelfth of December, around the twelfth of December. Now, my question is, I didn't have any sex with her.
3: <laughs> are you tapping her vagina as well? Or are you just uh, checking the trash can for tampons? How are you sussing out this period? Uh?
6: Uh, well, I knew she had her period uh, on the twenty fourth of November because she she's living with me. Well, she was not anymore. But um, uh, when she when when she, she she stayed out for about four or five days. When she came back, she called a friend. So, anyways, the point is, I knew that she had an affair uh, between those. Three days that she was out.
4: Right. What's your question?
6: So my question is, I didn't have sex with her. Her period is supposed to have. She should have had her period again. All right. So you 20th. think
3: the guy she was cheating on you uh, with, was or, the father, was the father?
6: Uh, right. Her period is supposed to be on the twentieth of December.
3: All right. We yeah. understand the period, uh, the okay. periodical chart so you're putting her, in front of us.
6: Her breast was, was enlarged. They were they were getting enlarged and stuff. <laughs> so I, I I had her admit that.
3: This man, are you a gynecologist, Mario, or? Oh, a family counselor what do you do for a living you had her admit what no man knows more about the period than mario
6: <laughs> i'm a pharmacy technician
3: oh
4: okay you All had right. her admit a frustrated doctor.
6: so th- so the deal is this she had a she didn't she had a pregnancy test done uh not she didn't tell me about it so she had it done december the 30th yeah. so if she would have been pregnant on the 12th of december about the 12th of december would uh, that test uh, come out uh, negative? As it did come negative, despite that her breasts were uh, starting to get enlarged by the end of the month, and she's really fat chested and uh, her breasts was just really getting big, and um, very noticeably big. She Do
3: you was, understand uh, the question? Yeah, uh, he's trying to figure out the timeline because I think what Mario is saying is uh, the uh, MacGyver of the vagina, this Mario, knows more about the vagina than any man a lot. He's trying to say that she had a pregnancy test, it came out negative, but and then it pregnant. came out positive later on down the road, it, but he thinks this other guy knocked yes. her up earlier, yes, so that, could y- it have yes. been negative and she still was she, pregnant? Yes. The answer is yes, Mario. Because it takes a couple of weeks. Yes.
6: Okay, now I want to know uh, what factor does her breast uh, play in all this? <laughs> uh, uh
3: well, it's
4: the boob factor. I mean, that's quite obvious.
3: People.
6: Can that give me an assurance? Is what I'm. No,
4: to... no, I can't guarantee anything.
3: No, that's not going to hold up in court. The uh, the uh, bra the bra defense is <laughs> not going to work. Lord knows I've tried. Oh boy, many a court case I've lost uh, arguing the size of breasts. All right, so Mario, are you divorced from this woman? She you separated? Uh, well,
6: I'm separated right now, and the divorce is supposed to be terminated around ten days from now.
3: Okay, you mean executed?
6: Uh, well, well, it takes six months from the day you file it.
3: Okay, so you have no plans of getting back together with her or her breast uh,
6: No, definitely no. not. And,
3: you, and she's seeing the pregnancy through to term?
6: She wants to go through the pregnancy. She
3: and wants... claims it's yours?
6: She she claims it's mine. All
3: yeah, right. You'll be well, able
4: to test uh, when the baby arrives.
3: Yes, there's simple ways of doing it. You simply dunk the infant in a barrel of water, and then you measure how much water has escaped from the barrel. Then, you then urinate into a beaker. Now, what they do is they'll take a graduated cylinder and they'll compare the amount of urine in the beaker to the amount that escaped from the barrel, and they'll also have the other suitor urinate in the barrel as well.
4: In the barrel, not in the beaker.
3: Not in the beaker. That's where a lot of things go wrong uh, scientifically.
4: Uh, I
6: also have a follow-up question. On, uh, oh, please. Oh, no. That's
12: similar. Okay.
3: Similar. Has to do with uh, toxic shock syndrome or what?
12: Breast size, size.
6: When when her and I were together, when we were married, uh, we agreed that if she were to become pregnant, that uh, if either one of us uh, wanted to terminate the pregnancy, uh, we would. If if she said no, I, I, even if I wanted to have the baby, I, I would have to go. The no would win. In other words,
4: well, so, that's right, not, and that, and that, you, that also wouldn't hold up in a court of law. And, and yeah.
3: you also said, in sickness and health, forever. Uh, right. w- will you last? And that was uh, a year and a half ago. So a lot of things are said, not many of them meant. And that's a uh, decision at the end of the day, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, All right. All right, Mario. Mar- Listen, we gotta we we gotta go. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, better luck in your next relationship. Yeah. And the proof will be in the uh, DNA test. Yep. When yeah. the, HLA uh, typing, yeah. when the infant is born. Yeah. Do they have to draw blood from yeah. the infant? Yeah. Here's what they ought to do, quite on, uh, quite frankly. If it is a male, uh, do the circumcision and get the blood sample at the same time. No use traumatizing the child twice. Kill two birds. Yeah, take the uh, take what's left of the foreskin right into the lab. All right, Drew. Again, the uh, doctor drew a school of radio with the head nod. All right, what song are we hearing? Silent night. There's a light that never goes out. Ah, from the Smiths. <laughs> Alright, uh, the Smiths, and we will be back right after this.
0: Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some
4: flavor and stuff, and love and line, I'll be right back in a minute. Stop. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not straight like me. Um.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk inviting you to download the Eddie Trunk podcast at podcast1.com. Going to have some fun each and every week, mixed bag of a lot of things, interviews with some of your favorite artists, maybe talk to some of the behind-the-scenes people, get into some commentary, answer some of your email. We'll have some uh, some good fun, so don't miss it. The Eddie Trunk podcast every Thursday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.
3: All right, uh, just a few seconds left with Andy and Mike. Uh, let's talk to Nicole, who's been on hold
8: for uh, 65 minutes. Nicole. Oh. Hi. Hiya.
2: I've been on hold for a while.
12: I know, poor Nicole.
8: I know, we saw it on the uh, the, t- the screen there, and oh, I requested right. that we get you through. Oh, is it? All right, oh, Bye. I'm such
2: a big fan anyway. All right. Yeah? Yeah, I just had to talk to you.
3: Tell the band you love them, and then I'm going <laughs> to hang oh, up on you.
2: Well, I love you guys. Okay, I love thanks. your music.
12: Thanks, Nicole.
3: All right, talk. were you all heavily right. influenced by the Smiths? Yes. Okay. I- I don't want to get into why Jason, 24
0: Just want to ask Andy I think one of the best bass lines of all time Has got to be a little song off of our uh, uh, The World album that was just released in Great Britain And I think you know what I'm talking about It's called Rubber Ring Oh yeah, nice one Yeah, nice one, I like
12: that one
3: You play the bass, Jason? Huh? Do you play the bass? No,
0: not at all. In fact, you I love the, uh, the drumming on Strange Ways, that, uh, a song called uh, The Death of a Disco Dancer as well, if Mike could uh, talk about that.
8: Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> a man with
3: he, taste. He, he was just saying during the commercial he thought he was brilliant.
0: <laughs> I hope somebody talks to me about it.
8: All right, Jason. Well, We're, I'll tell you
0: what, I mean, most of the drumming on the Smiths is fairly restricted, and I think he, he went off on that hilarious. song. It was probably a liberating experience. It was,
8: you're right, actually, but I had to my arm in cast for a lot of the Smiths' time, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they didn't want to make things too complicated unless, no. uh, you know, if Mike went down, they could just, uh, you know, get a chimp or something and put him in there, <laughs> and, and the band could continue to tour. You understand, Jason?
9: Uh, I
7: think I do. All right. Not yeah. really. I'll talk to you later. For Thanks, time. Jason. Bye. 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 All
3: right. All right. Uh, Andy. Mike, thank you very much for coming in. We do appreciate it. It was our pleasure. Uh, I would plug the uh, convention, but it sold out. It does. And uh, that is a testament to the uh, power of the band even 10 years after That's amazing. And none of us are dead. And you know, all right, now you're all dying. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You've cursed yourself. No, but here's the other thing. And we're way out of time, but I want to say this. You know, 33 and 34, the band's been broken up for 10 years. How old were you guys when you got started? Uh. 17. 17. All right. Still having sex with the older broad, Andy? No. You moved on. Okay. Thank you very much. We will be back uh, next time uh, on Sunday. Dr. Drew is halfway home by now. And uh, for Dr. Drew, this is Adam Carolla saying mahalo.
0: This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily limo service for Loveline guests provided by Fox Limousine.
1: And it certainly wasn't for me, Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail
0: Records. Sit, Oboe. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet.
1: This concludes another PodcastOne.com
10: program.